All right, try number three. Um, this is a, a very special episode of the Courtside Podcast because it's just me. It's just Leon. I'm giving you my opinion. This is going to be a quick episode because um, in the tries that no one will ever hear, I realize that a lot of these topics need other people's opinions. And so I'm going to have to cut this one down pretty short and just give you my quick thoughts on uh, just a few things on this list rather than the entire thing because no one wants to hear me try to have a conversation with myself <laughs> for an hour. Okay, so quick touch on the first obvious topic, the Bucks are champs. Um, the Bucks deserved it. Chris Middleton deserved it. Giannis deserved it. You're foolish. You're really foolish if you're saying that Giannis wasn't the finals MVP. You're foolish. You can't drop 40 in a game 40 in another, 35 in another, and 50 in the clincher and not be the finals MVP. I mean, come on. Chris Middleton kind of had a bad night in game six. So you're being very foolish. You're, you're being what I've heard apparently is a Giannis hater, a lot of those. You're, you know, digging yourself a hole for no reason. Um, I really love the Bucks winning this championship because they're like a, a truly spotless hero. Um, you've got Giannis who works super hard. He literally worked so hard he grew a few inches. Um, I, I, he came from being an immigrant in Greece, coming from, I think it's Nigeria, all the way to the NBA. His, all of his brothers made the NBA. It's a beautiful story. Chris Middleton worked up from the G League all the way up to the NBA, drafted in the second round. It's a beautiful story. Drew Holiday, um, a lot of people counted him off or wrote him off after his stint in the New Orleans and you know his wife having that medical issue. Beautiful story. The Bucks is a beautiful story. That's why I think this one is being universally celebrated. There's just no villains here. Um, I also, you know, I love that it it rebuked a bunch of narratives that a lot of us, including myself, believe like Mike Budenholzer can't adjust. And I mean, that one is really blown out of the water. The Mike Budenholzer can't adjust thing is gone. He had he adjusted from down 2-0, down uh, 3-2, I mean, multiple times, even though, you know, the Nets thing, Kevin Durant's freakishly, disgustingly, grotesquely large foot was on the line. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but anyway... I, I, I love what the Bucks have done because they, they it feels like a really hard slap in the face to the doubters, the haters. And we're all feeling that. But at the same time, while we're feeling the sting of being incredibly wrong about these guys, we're elated because of the stories that are behind them. And so, you know, congratulations to the Bucks. I love seeing Giannis go straight to Chick-fil-A getting 50 chicken nuggets, getting the 50 piece that he dropped on Devin Booker, Devin Booker and Chris Paul's weak ass heads. Um, let's get to them because they're frauds. The Suns, I mean, they had us all hoodwinked. We all truly believed that the Suns were going to wrap this up after those first two games because they looked faster, they looked uh, calmer, they looked more focused and control, and that completely evaporated, completely evaporated. And what I, my biggest takeaway, and I've said this multiple times probably, um, my biggest takeaway was that when it was crunch time, when, when the Suns had to put up or shut up, they never did it. Every single time they were put into a corner, they fucking folded. 
every time. Um, game starting with uh, game four. I yeah, starting with game four, they fucking folded when it got cr- to crunch time in the fourth quarter. Chris Paul's turning over sloppy turnovers. Um, uh, game five, uh, Devin Booker's getting stripped, sloppy stuff. All these little things they would break down every time things needed to work in their favor. They they couldn't will it, and the Bucks willed it every time. Four straight games when it when it came down, or three straight games really, because uh, game three was a blowout. But three straight games when it came down to a Chris Middleton turned into fucking Nightwing, like I said, no longer Robin was hitting beautiful, delicious fadeaway jumpers over people. Um, Giannis was, you know, for the most part getting whatever he wanted, even with the the injured knee. DeAndre Ayton, I think really needs to focus on his defense this offseason because that would round him out incredibly well because um, he was getting worked. Um, it, when crunch time came, the Bucks were being everything the Suns weren't. I mean, Chris Paul, point God. That's what we call him, point God. And he was turning the ball over without even, you know, someone sticking their hand in and stealing it. He was just falling on the ground, just falling on the ground, and the ball would trickle on out. And it's like – who who is this man? Oh, this is thirty six year old Chris Paul. Not everybody can be LeBron at thirty six. Um, so I, I mean, there frauds is probably a strong word, but I think it needs to be used because had they run into a healthy team in the Western Conference playoffs, I don't think they would have made it. I think they're they're. This exact same thing would have happened where crunch time would have rolled around and Kawhi would have turned into a machine hitting down all those mid-range shots and Chris Paul would have fallen on the ground and Devin Booker would have started to ISO his entire team chances away. He, that was disgusting watching him do that in game five and I think game six. He, he would just try to, okay, I'm going to be the score. I'm going to be the man. You're not there yet and the Bucks are too big. But I, I think that the Suns, would have faltered at some point had they run into another healthy team in the Western Conference playoffs just because they they showed me four straight times you push us against a wall you you, you make us feel like we it's do or die we're going to die every time literally every time and so look I'm sorry to call you frauds, but frauds and um Chris Paul this was your only chance you will not be a champion um you should have you should have been traded to the Lakers uh, way back in the day. David Stern really fucked you. That was probably your real chance to win a championship. But, hey, you decided to join the Suns. The refs decided to not call fouls on Devin Booker. I hate you now. I'm sorry. I can't I can't explain it. I don't care to explain it. You'll never hear this. Um, moving on to the next topic, very tied into this topic, how worthless are Kevin Durant's rings now that Giannis won a ring without a super team. And now you might be thinking, well, Leon, you're a LeBron guy. What do you mean how worthless are KD's rings? There are levels to what happened. And and I don't know if I should have this conversation right now, but joining a 73-9 and team isolates you. It makes you the one guy who really said, no, I'm going to give up. I'm not going to try. What do you mean? What do you mean competition? Coming from the guy who tweets, everybody just wanted to play for the Lakers and, and, and whoever in the heat, nobody trying to compete. Fuck you, Kevin Durant. This, this Giannis one makes your rings especially worthless because you took the easiest possible route. 
people were talking about Giannis joining the Warriors. I remember seeing the memes, the the, the jersey swap, saying, "Yeah, uh, the the Warriors have created space for Giannis. They, they've they've carved out room in their cap space for Giannis. Giannis is coming to Golden State." And I genuinely feared it. I, I had times where I was thinking, "Great, great, we're going right back to the dark ages," because Kevin Durant scarred an entire generation of NBA um, NBA fans with his selfish, disgusting, uh, truly, I mean, a worm. He's a worm. But the reason why this makes uh, KD's rings especially more worthless is because Giannis did it without a super team and was given the opportunity to do it. And instead, he signed the extension, beat Kevin Durant, who was on yet another super team. But... You know, unfortunately, this is a super team consisting of uh, James Harden and uh, Kyrie Irving, who are just not clan stuff. They're just not. Uh, and, I, and I'm not saying ability wise. I'm saying when you need them to be there, I don't know about those two guys. Kyrie's, you know, gonna have literally anything come up. He's gonna have too deep of a thought, and he's not gonna be able to come into work today because he's gonna have to figure that out before he comes hoop. You know. Uh, and then you've got James Harden, who I can't, I can't respect him. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't enjoy him his game because it's based on being just thick enough to look like you got fouled all the time. Um, and and you know, teaming up with Kevin Durant is disgusting. But Giannis beat them. Giannis beat them and their hobbled asses. On his way to this ring. Um, and I, I think that this ring, and I'm going to say this now, I don't, I don't think it's even a hot take. This ring is infinitely more valuable than both of KD's. And I think if you ask me whose career would you rather have, I'm going to take Giannis. I want Giannis's career because I don't want to be the guy who is universally known as a bitch as a fucking loser who gave up? Or do I want to be known as the guy who stuck it out, who repeatedly got beat by teams who were not as good as his team in the regular season? Year after year got bounced by the Heat. Jimmy Butler uh, gets bounced and then gets bounced by uh, uh, the the Raptors, the LeBronto Raptors, getting bounced year after year, and he said, no, I'm going to come back. You guys are saying Chris Middleton isn't a good Robin. I'm going to tell you he's a better Robin. He's better than Robin. He's a Nightwing. Yeah, I'd rather be Giannis. Yeah, I'd rather have Giannis's career than the guy who was up 3-1 on the team, proceeded to shit his own pants, <laughs> and then lose four or three straight and say, you know what? You know what? This shit in my pants, it's not me. It's Russell Westbrook shit. Russell Westbrook shit my pants. I'm going to go join the team that beat us. Fuck you, Kevin Durant. All right? You, you are a bitch. You are a fraud. And, and I, you're probably, you, you might hear this because you, you be Googling yourself. You, you go on Twitter and you look for hate. So find mine, you bitch. I'm taking Giannis's career. I love you, Giannis, and once LeBron retires, we can see that hill. We can see that horizon uh, coming, approaching fast. Uh, once LeBron's out, I will be saying that the Bucks are my favorite team. <laughs> 
I will be claiming the bucks. I will be claiming them officially and unofficial. I'm unofficially claiming them now. But once LeBron issues his retirement statement, that will be my official claim of the bucks being my favorite team as a Midwestern boy. It'll be obvious. And uh, I will fight it to the death and pretend like I was never not a fan. Um, so the next thing I wanted to dip into, the NFL is getting a little a little wild with the vax stuff. So the reason why I say that, I'm not trying to, to make a definitive statement on whether or not vaccines are good or bad. You ask me honestly, you should probably take it, right? You should probably take it. That's how I feel. You should probably take it. Um, I, I've heard of like heart enlargening or whatever, mito, whatever. If I can't pronounce it, I shouldn't be scared of it. That's kind of how I feel. So um, you should probably take it. But the NFL... Uh, a coach has been fired because he didn't want to take the vaccine. Uh, players are going to be fined for outbreaks that start with unvaccinated players. Um, they're they're really pushing hard into the territory of, hey, we can't we can't make you get it. We can't, but we can make it real uncomfortable for you. Extra- and and they're going to make it as uncomfortable as they can. It seems it's not even that they're going to be slightly uncomfortable or a little antagonistic. They're going all the way hard in the paint with with your team's going to get a loss and you're going to miss out on game checks. And if we can't reschedule it, that's just falling on you, nigga. And it's it's a little surprising to me because, part one, uh, NFL, know your fan base. A lot of your fans are probably not going to get the vaccine. A lot of your fans stopped watching because a black guy said, hey, stop hitting me, police, please. Um, so... I, I don't know if this whole super hard vaccine stance is a good business move as far as uh, avoiding boycotts. Um, but look at this person coming in here and disturbing me. As I was, after being so rudely interrupted, um, the NFL's, uh, yeah, they're, they're fans, uh, not super big fans of the vaccine, so maybe don't push them and, and make them think that you're being mean to the players about it. But also, I am a little bit confused about a couple of things. One, if you're going to say uh, any breakout that starts with unvaccinated players is going to be, you know, more or punished more, how, how would you know if the outbreak started among unvaccinated players when getting the vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting COVID? There are, I mean, I've heard a lot. I, I don't want to say hundreds because, you know, I don't want to, be giving out false statistics here, but I've heard a lot, a lot, a lot of stories of people saying, I got the vaccine, I got COVID. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't get it because you can still get it. But what I'm saying is if the NFL is going to fine you harder for out- causing an outbreak unvaccinated, tell me how you're going to find out how the outbreak started and explain to me how you know it's because of me not being vaccinated when an, a vaccinated person could give it to an unvaccinated person. Um, another thing is, I think to some extent we should be able to ask these grown adult men, hey, okay, you're not going to get the vaccine? Cool. Can you chill out? Can you not go out and do all this stuff? Can you stay in your house? Can you can you be a team player that maybe doesn't want to get the vaccine? But don't jeopardize a lot of men's, a lot of men's game checks because you wanted to go out to a bar or do some dumb shit or go to Disney World with your kids or, you know, like – if you're not going to get the vaccine, and those are a lot of people who not getting the vaccine are the same people who aren't wearing masks, going places, maybe just stay in your house. Be cool. And I think, I think 
obviously there would be some who wouldn't do that, and outbreaks would happen, and outbreaks are going to happen as long as they decide to play football during the COVID season. Um, but I, I just the the extra punishments, the guys getting fired because they won't take the vaccine. I I think maybe it's a bit much. Is all maybe it's a bit much. Uh, you know, like I said, you should probably get it if you're hearing this. Probably go get it, but losing your job and hey look vikings assistant coach you're a damn fool you're a fucking fool all right man they're paying you how much money go get the fucking vaccine come on and and maybe you're already rich but you know what rich niggas don't do give up their jobs over a fucking needle stick all right that's not how you stay rich that's not how you uh, accumulate wealth that's not what they taught you in being white school man they told you to just do what you needed to do to accumulate the wealth, to pass it on to the generations. You know, keep keep these percentages how they need to be. <laughs> um, but look, yes, the coach is a fool for not taking the vaccine. Maybe they're being a little bit pushy with the get the vaccine or you're fired kind of thing. Can't you work out a different deal, get the vaccine, or maybe you you show us, demonstrate to us that you'll stay in the house. Maybe you'll show us that you'll be more precautious and not go to these family gatherings. Can we work something out? And if he's being stubborn and saying, nah, nigga, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to go to Walmart, raw dog to air, kiss my family. Okay, yeah, you got to go. You you don't want to play at all. You don't want to be a team player at all. You don't want to get the shot. You don't want to play safe. You got to go. That makes sense. Um, but... Maybe maybe we're going too hard, NFL. Um, the last thing I wanted to get to uh, that I can remember is uh, the college players are making a buttload of cash, man. Like the Alabama QB who we're talking about has already made over a million dollars without having played a game on television or anything. Um, and I don't want to sound like somebody who wasn't 100% for the name and likeness thing being changed, but... Uh, uh, I I have to be honest, it's a little weird. That's a little weird, right? Is it weird to have the millionaire be a freshman, sophomore in college? Is it weird um, that he could... I I mean, I'm thinking from my perspective, I would quit once I I saw that uh, sixth zero in my bank account. I'd be like, yeah, coach, I'm not going to go to practice and get hit by big-ass niggas today. I have a million dollars. Or, yeah, coach, I'm not... I don't want to – you told me to run. You just pointed in the direction and said lap. Mm-mm. You're talking to a millionaire, my nigga. I, I haven't – we, we, we paid the same. You're talking to a, a colleague. Um, it'd be hard. I mean, I mean, imagine that, the, the disrespect. I, I, you're getting barked at. You're, you're being told you didn't do enough today, and then you go look at your, your checking account, and your checking account says you did more than enough today. And, I mean, I don't know. It's going to make things weird. It's going to make things weird – Especially when you're, you're having arguments between players, you know, uh, one guy, he's the QB, he's making a million. Another guy, he's the second string defensive back. He ain't making much. Let's say they, uh, you know, they're like, hey, you, you guys got to you guys got to run laps. The millionaire goes, I don't think so today, coach. Coach is like, I mean, OK. Now. The, the kid who's still hungry as fuck. Because the, the whole reason why they did this uh, name and likeness thing is because kids were, you know, getting scholarships, but being at school hungry, uh, trying to knit sweaters and, and getting disbarred, all the stuff. So, you know, I don't think that this 
heals that necessarily because we'll still have kids getting scholarships based on their talent but not being the guy on the team. They're not going to make a million dollars. Will they still be hungry? Are they going to see their quarterback making a million for you know their maybe their equal ability but just not the same uh bright spotlight position that's going to cause some friction you know especially if he's not willing to say hey you know hey i'm already making a million i'll, I'll give you a little bit if you ever you know need a meal or something like that what if these dudes are stingy what if they're like no i worked very hard for all of this money and they're not spreading with the team i i don't know i i think that this all sounded very good and I still think it sounds good, but the floodgates opened really hard and fast because uh, 18, 21, 22-year-old millionaires on a football team with other kids of the same age, not millionaires with you know coaches who are making the same amount of money as them, it's going to make some weird new dynamics that um, – I don't know if if college football is ready to adapt into. Uh, But, yeah, I'm really not trying to advocate for going back to the way it was, but maybe some type of regulation. See, and now I'm sounding like a damn old fart. I don't know. I don't know what what the the best move is, but something about the wild, wild west is scary. Um, So, yeah, this this was it, gang. Uh, Since it's just me... That that's all I had. I had about twenty minutes of opinion. No, not even twenty minutes. I was rudely in the, interrupted, which took some time. So so probably a little less than twenty minutes of opinion to dish out. But uh, I guess I'll end uh, today's short special episode on a quick story that I wanted to tell. So many many moons ago, I was uh, about sixteen, seventeen years old, and I was at the point with a few of my Caucasian friends. Now. Growing up, I took a lot of advantage of the fact that I was the only black kid hanging out with white kids. And what I mean by that is I was naturally athletic. A lot of my friends, not so much. But we still like to play together. Now, uh, unfortunately, also being black means that I am a natural taunter. It, it just comes to me genetically to, to taunt people into oblivion until they're crying or angry or can't focus. I, I, something about it just, just, uh, I don't know. feels good to see someone, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, smothered in their own inability as you glaringly pointed out to them. But we're playing basketball. One of my more unathletic friends. Oh, wait, to give more context to the situation, for some reason today, we brought everyone's girlfriend. I didn't have a girlfriend, but all of my white friends had their girlfriends there, and um, they were watching us hoop. And so one of my more unathletic friends, uh, he was really having a very hard time. He was trying to lay up and missing the entire backboard on a layup. Uh, he was trying to shoot, and I was there swatting everything I could. And on top of all of that, I'm just viciously insulting his abilities and and bringing him down, hurting him, doing everything I can to make this just not an enjoyable experience. And yes, I know you're hearing this saying, wow, you sound like a piece of shit. I was. I was a young man, and I was being a piece of shit to my friend. But we've all been there, all right? So I'm being a piece of shit, and I'm really just driving home the fact that you're bad at this. You shouldn't be out here. Why did we invite you? Oh, right, so that I could roast you. 
Um, anyway, after, uh, well, let's say this game was about 45 minutes of, of play, and he's missed. In these 45 minutes, he's one for 60. Um, <laughs> I've got maybe 20 to 30 block shots, 15 steals, all off of him. All of my stats are off him. Um, he, he's, he's had a bad night. He's had his worst night, probably. And now, you know, we're taking a break. We're going to sit in the bleachers. The bleachers are, we all know bleachers, how they're stacked up. You know, I'm sitting on the very top bleacher. My back is to the cement wall because that's the bleachers are pushed up against the wall. I'm roasting him from my perch, roasting him, still tossing out little embers just because I can't help it. It was too much fun. As I'm roasting him, I see him, something just kind of switch in his mind, and he, I see the violence. He cocks back with the with his hand uh, holding the basketball, twists his entire body, twists his whole torso to get all the torque that he can. And mind you, as unathletic as this person is, he can fucking throw. He can throw a baseball, a football, a basketball. I, I, he's one of the best wiffle ball pitchers I've ever seen. The man can really throw a ball. He can't run. He can't jump. <laughs> but he can throw. He's not quick, no agility, but he can throw. So he cocks back with everything he has, gets all the torque that his little body can muster, throws it as hard as he can. I don't even have time to react. I don't even have time to react. I'm laughing, pointing. There's tears in my eyes a little bit because, you know, I can't, you know, stop roasting him. By the time I notice that he's throwing the ball at me, it already hit the wall next to my head. I feel the wind. I hear that that rubbery ting against the cement next to my ear. And I'm, you know, a little just for, and we're talking about fractions of a second here. In this fraction of a second, I felt confused and, and curious. And the next fraction of a second later, I see the ball hit this person's face. It bounced off of the wall directly back into his face, probably around 30 miles an hour. Broke his glasses upon impact. The only thing I see is his head fly back just with so much force and his glasses go in two different directions. I don't, I don't know what happened next because I was laughing so hard that be, on top of all of the roasting, the bullying, the, the just brutality I was committing against this man. He, he wanted a glimpse of revenge, which granted might have fucking killed me. Because my head would have just hit the cement wall behind me and he threw the ball with everything he had. But with everything he had, he threw it and it hit him in his own face. He just didn't deserve it. But it was so fucking funny that I was crawling. I was at the point, which is uh, basically a gym, a place you can work out, whatever. I was crawling around the facility, gasping for air. Because he had not only not only assaulted himself, his glasses were destroyed. They were destroyed. He had to get all new glasses. I'm talking lenses shattered (laughs) because he threw the ball so hard that he couldn't even react to save his face. (laughs) It was, it was truly, truly, uh, uh, Un, something that you could never replicate. 
a unique moment. I have never laughed so hard. I cackled. I was crawling on the floor trying to find air. White people in the gym were looking at me like an emergency was happening, but I guess the smile calmed them down to some extent. I mean, it was just, it was too much. On top of everything, his girlfriend and three other girlfriends, or two other girlfriends were there. It was just, it was just too much. Uh, and I think what truly is the funniest of it all is the fact that he didn't deserve it. That he, he was being bullied. And not only by me, but the universe. Physics decided that he was just a little bitch. <laughs> Shouldn't have been on the court today. And it's, it's, it's sad. It's, it, but it'll never not be the funniest thing that's ever happened. Um, speaking of that, that place, the point, um, man, I... I've had a lot of fun times there. Uh, one time going with a different set of white friends, you know, we got a little too comfortable, started throwing around, you know, hmm. <laughs> we'll, see, you know we'll save that for another day. Um, well, this has been, this has been uh, the Courtside Podcast. Uh, I, wish, I wish I had a different name for when it was just me. Uh, the, this has been the, the Fireside Podcast. Uh, it's just me and your boy, me and me, you and your boy, a nice intimate conversation. Um, see, hopefully see you sometime this week, folks, with the full roster, maybe the guest. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's been fun. I hope you enjoyed my opinions and, uh, you know, no, no, I, I have one more thing to say. Russell Westbrook, please, please. I'm begging you. Don't come to Los Angeles. No, no, no. Go to the Clippers, please. Please don't go to the Lakers. Go to the Clippers. If you want to come to L.A., go to the Clippers. I don't know what. I don't know why. Uh, what's his name? Who's the GM of the Lakers? Uh, Palinka? Palinka? Stop. Stop it. Do not. I don't care. I don't care what anybody has told you. Um, what you need to do is stop hanging out with Chase. Butt stinks? I don't know.